Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's Thursday, April 20th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, uh, the Guardians wrapped up a six-game road trip that, uh, heading into it, it looked like uh, they they could have some success against teams that were struggling at the time. Uh, it turns out that they uh, they win two in Washington. Uh, they only take one in Detroit after getting swept in a doubleheader on Tuesday. A uh, lot to talk about, a lot of moves, and a lot of uh, roster uncertainty right now. Uh, but the bottom line is, on Wednesday, they 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 got out of Detroit with a win, uh, thanks to a Jose Ramirez three-run home run, and uh, hanging on by pins and needles uh, in the ninth inning with the bullpen uh, coming through for a save. Yeah, Joe, it was that was a big win. They needed that win, but uh, you know, like you said, uh, when this, if you looked at the schedule, you thought this, you know, uh, you you would have thought this was a soft part of the schedule with Washington and Detroit. But what we've seen is, you know, uh, maybe Washington and Detroit, we're looking at uh, Cleveland as a soft team coming in. Uh, I don't know if, if uh, you know what what's the old saying? We've met the enemy, and the enemy is us. So uh, <laughs> I. I'm I'm not sure, you know, just where this club is right now at this point. Well, it's funny you say it like that because uh, it, it really does seem like a lot of these these late inning losses, the the, the comeback losses uh, in uh, Washington on uh, Sunday felt like a self inflicted wound, uh, and and really both games that they lost on Tuesday in the doubleheader after the the, the rain out Monday, both of those games. I mean, they lose a doubleheader, they get swept. And they get outscored by a total of five to three in the two games. Uh, it, it, you're just not you're not doing enough to to win a ball game. And and Tito has said so many times uh, it's a tough way to win when you're not hitting the ball out of the ballpark, you're not driving in runs, uh, you're not uh, executing offensively, and you're putting pressure on not only your starters to go deep for you, but your uh, your your bullpen to sort of come in and and preserve one run leads for more than, you know, two or three innings. It's, it's just not a really good way to live if you're a, a ball club. Yeah. It, it, it put, you know, one mistake, you know, the chain, you can't have a, uh, a weak link in the chain if you're going to win, you know, play that way. And, uh, and more often than not, somebody you know, kind of drops the ball there and, and, you know, the one mistake costs you, I mean, 
Karen check, you know, in, in the first game of the doubleheader, he's got two outs in the ninth and gives up the home run, the, you know, the, the, the walk-off home run. And it just, you know, and, uh, you know, in the, uh, and then in the one nothing loss in the second game of the doubleheader, a home run beats you late. So, um, you know, you just, they, they just have to, you know, they just, it just doesn't look like a real good, uh, offensive club right now joe in the uh in the on the on the six game trip they played five one run games and uh two and uh the, and one game they won by two they scored 22 runs the opposition scored 21 runs i mean you know that's a jump ball you know you i mean you're you're lucky to come out of there three and three Right. And it, it, there there are areas where we're anticipating guys are going to, you know, settle in and click in. I mean, Josh Bell looks like he's starting to come around a little bit at, at the plate. And, you know, maybe as the, the weather gets a little better and, and people get a little more comfortable, uh, things will change there. Uh, Jose Ramirez, uh, you and I talked before we started recording here about how he just hasn't really seen a, a lot of fastballs. The, the home run that he hit off Matthew Boyd uh, yesterday was a, a mistake pitch. Boyd left a fastball over the middle of the plate and, and Jose didn't miss it. But uh, over the last two to three seasons, he, his uh, percentage of fastballs that he's been, uh, been thrown that he's seen has dropped dramatically. Uh, it's, it's below something like 40% and, and that's not normal. And his barrel percentage this year, it's ridiculously low. It's something like it, he's, he's walking and getting on base and he's, he's, uh, taking your base hits the other way with the the bloops into left field and whatever, but he's not getting pitches that he can square up and barrel and drive, and and his his run production has taken a hit. Yeah, this reminds me of that you know that almost a year long slump he went through. It was you know from one year to the next back in 2018 2017. You know when they uh, you know they they stopped throwing him fastballs. They stopped, you know, he, he, they, they just fed him a steady diet of breaking pitches. And, you know, we saw what happened, uh, you know, so I, I don't know how you, uh, you know, he's got to get a little protection behind him because why would you pitch to Jose if, if no one's behind him is hitting, if Naylor and, and a bell are struggling, they're not driving in runs. What, why would you pitch to the one guy in the lineup that can hurt you? Right. And uh, you, you mentioned Josh Naylor. Uh, he's uh, his his struggles lately have been, uh, you know, pretty obvious and pretty pronounced, uh, not just in, in leading off innings or, or, you know, anywhere in uh, in the batting order. But, you know, it comes through when he's got runners on base and he's grounding into uh, double plays where it's almost like an automatic right now. Uh, do you think with Oscar Gonzalez sitting there sort of, uh, you know, not getting as much playing time because Will Brennan is, has come uh, and, and sort of taken that right field job. Uh, do you think maybe Tito goes and, and platoons Oscar and, and Josh Naylor at, at DH? You know, it's not a bad idea, uh, Joey. And uh, they've got to do something, obviously. I mean, you you know, Naylor, even when Naylor hits it well, he, you know, he gets robbed of the home run in the second game against the fence to right field. Um, and uh, he's in one of those funks. So, uh, you know, you've got two choices to ride it out with him. You know, he did hit a career high 21, 20 home runs last year. Uh, so are you patient with him or do you start giving Gonzalez more at bats? I, you know, I, it's, uh, I mean, I think I, I, think I know the, 
I think I know the answer to that question and what Tito's going to do. I, Tito's going to Tito and, and it's going to be, he's going to be patient with him. I, I really think that, but, but yeah, there are options, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you've got a, you know, you right now, you know, you're, you're, you're still in a, you know, the season hasn't really kind of, you know, revealed itself yet. You know, they're still in a good spot. What are they? 10 and nine. Uh, you know, they're, they're in second place. It's not, and they've got a better record, you know, this year at this point than they did a uh, last season at this point, 19 games into the season. So, you know, in that regard, you know, you, yeah, you know, I don't think you have to worry about the standings quite yet, but you know, you just can't keep playing so many close games, Joe, and and expect to uh, always come through and you know and 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 win these games. I mean, you're going to take a toll. Your bullpen is going to get beat up on if you keep playing like this. Yeah, all will be all will be revealed in good time. Uh, the season hasn't revealed itself. I love when <laughs> when Hoynesy starts speaking uh, in in mystic sort of. Uh, <laughs> You know, things, it's it's great. It makes me wonder what you're doing over there while we're recording this, uh, you know, in the, sitting in your uh, your man cave. Uh, I I got to say, uh, uh, if if you want uh, all of the uh, the secrets and the inside information revealed, uh, sign up for Subtext, uh, our subscription service here uh, with the, the Guardians and our coverage here on Cleveland.com. Uh, Hoinsey and I text our uh, our subscribers uh, multiple times a day with information about roster moves, about our opinions, about what's uh, going on with the lineup, with the rotation, with the bullpen, what Tito's thinking, uh, the things that we see behind the scenes. Uh, 216-208-4346 is the number to send a text to uh, to register, or you can go on cleveland.com slash subtext uh, and enter in that way uh, online. Uh, $3.99 a month uh, gets you all of what we know behind the scenes before it's published on cleveland.com or in the plain dealer. Uh, subtext is a great way to follow the Guardians all season long. Uh, our, our, our subscribers are the best, so uh, we, we love to, to interact with them. Uh, they found out uh, about Brian Rocchio uh, coming up for a day yesterday. Uh, it's a, a kind of a weird situation with uh, a bit of uncertainty uh, at the shortstop position. This is a club that has so many high-level prospects uh, on the middle infield, uh, and, and we're seeing all of them. Uh, Tyler Freeman comes up uh, at, uh, and, and joins the club in uh, Detroit and uh, gets a couple of hits, uh, but has to sit out the second game of that doubleheader uh, because uh, he, he got his surgically repaired shoulder sort of jammed up on a stolen base attempt by Spencer uh, Spencer Torkelson. Uh, and Ahmed Rosario was nursing a, a bad back, and he was going to be out until Friday anyways. So Brian Rocchio, 22 years old, gets to come up uh, for a day and, and spend the day uh, sitting on the, the bench in the, uh, in the Major League dugout. Uh, kind of a, a, a neat experience for him. Yeah, that would have been cool, Joe. It would have been great if they could have spread that game out and scored like six, seven, eight runs, you know, win going away and, and get him, in, you know, a pinch hit appearance or, you know, we have him play defense in the eighth or ninth inning, something like that. But, you know, instead it's a nail biter. It's 3-2 and, you know, you can't, you know, you don't want to put a Rocchio into a game like that unless it's totally necessary. Right. Uh, I, I got to backtrack here. The way that they got uh, Tyler Freeman up on the roster uh, was because Inge, uh, Angel de los Santos uh, was away from the club for three days. Uh, he went, uh, I, I believe he's uh, anticipating the birth of his daughter 
I uh, haven't gotten word as to whether or not uh, the daughter was born yet, uh, but he'll be back with the club. I think his three days was up uh, today, and he should be back for Friday's game uh, to, to be reactivated. So, uh, you know, Rokio's uh, down because they sent Hunter Gaddis down. Or Rokio was up because they sent Hunter Gaddis down uh, for, uh, you know, they, they pulled him after his start on Tuesday, and uh, he's been optioned to Columbus. So they're going to need a starter uh, at some point next week, uh, probably Monday. And uh, De Los Santos will be reactivated. So, um, you know, yeah, I, it could be Tyler Freeman going back down, uh, depending on his shoulder. Uh, but Tito seems to think Ahmed Rosario should be good to go by Friday. And he was he was starting to warm up at the plate a little bit right before his back started to hurt him. So, uh, you know, it'll be good to get him back in there and, and see if he can can maintain what he was doing. Yeah, Joe, he, you know, he, him and, uh, you know, Quan at the top of the lineup kind of really set the tone for this offense. And uh, when he's not there, you miss him. I mean, he's, you know, he's got the, he's fast, he runs hard, and he's got the ability, you know, an extra base ability. We saw him hit a triple, first triple of the season in Washington, uh, you know, really set up a big inning for uh, Cleveland. So, you know, they, they miss him. They miss him, uh, you know, defensively, offensively, and on the bases, too. Yeah, uh, and and that's that's one of the things that uh, you know I think we didn't see a lot of, especially in this Detroit series, was uh, that that front uh, that that top of the lineup uh, connecting everything and, and sort of getting things moving and 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 causing uh, traffic and and pressure on the defense. I mean, uh, Detroit's defense, you could probably put some pressure on them, and uh, I don't think they did a very good job of of that in the in the series. Uh, sort of making them make plays. So uh, that's when uh, we were trying to, on the drive back from Detroit, we were trying to decide what uh, what that's called when the Guardians are are in their sort of bag of tricks and and putting pressure on a defense and and you know one run after another and, and they're getting runs in bunches that way. Uh, sort of like the Cavs have the Cavalanche when they're scoring points in bunches. Uh, we don't know what to call the uh, the, the Guardians sort of style of play and what it, what that leads to. We're uh, trying to come up with uh, names for it. So if uh, if our, our our listeners have any good suggestions for a, a name for that, uh, uh, send them to us, email them to us, text them to us. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll certainly uh, start using those in our stories. Uh, you talked, speaking about uh, games going too fast, uh, the, the Jose Ramirez home run came after his fourth inning at bat on Wednesday, uh, where he was called for a strike three on a pitch timer violation. Uh, caused a little bit of uh, discussion and, and uh, sort of consternation in the uh, in the clubhouse. Uh, I think uh, Jose might have taken out his frustrations. That was on the heels of his first four strikeout game in his career. So uh, you know, I, I think uh, maybe maybe Jose was looking for something there for Matthew Boyd. But uh, what do you think of that whole situation where where Jose was uh, called out uh, on a strike three that he didn't even see a pitch on? Yeah, that was really strange. Uh, you know, I was watching it on TV, Joe. You know, Turnbull was standing on the back of the mound, and, uh, you know, he uh, the pitcher was standing on the back of the mound. Jose was in the box, but he wasn't in a set position. He had his head down, and, uh, you know, he, w- he w- really wasn't looking at the pitcher because the pitcher wasn't ready to pitch. And uh, all of a sudden, the umpire, you know, steps out from behind the plate and, and calls him out. 
And, uh, you know, I, I expected somebody to argue from the dugout, but it, it was kind of like, a, you know, no one said anything. I, I don't know. It was just a weird series of plays, a weird set, you know, a sequence of, uh, you know, of the new rules in action. And, uh, you know, but Jose, uh, you know, did what did the, got his revenge the best way you can is, you know, there's no sense arguing. It's much better to hit a three run homer the next time up. Yeah, the uh, the the home run pitch was there, and 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 Jose didn't miss miss it, as we said. But uh, you you know, like you said, it's not like Jose to to stop and sort of argue that kind of thing. Uh, but afterwards, you know, the other guys did it for him, and you know, Tito said that's that's one of the things that sort of has to get worked out. Uh, I think with this system is is it's it's maybe some sort of loophole or something like that that uh, that eventually the kinks will get worked out and everybody will be in tune with it, but. Uh, right now, that just doesn't that doesn't sort of it, it match up that a, a batter can call for a a strike when the pitcher isn't isn't even on the rubber to 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 throw the ball. So yeah, uh, it, we'll, Joe, it looks like the pitcher could almost deke you. I mean, if he mm-hmm. could if he stands behind the rubber and you know he's he gets you it gets the uh you know the pitcher I mean the hitter is distracted then all of a sudden he jumps on the rubber and quick pitches you. I I don't know. It's it's you and, know I don't. It's just a weird. You're right. They've got to, That has to be ironed out. And and Max Scherzer has actually done that in games. He's he's messed with the in, in spring training games. He was messing with the pitch timer and and seeing what he could get away with and what he couldn't. Uh, and and you know we we can talk about Max Scherzer. He's in the news right now with uh, getting kicked out of the game for having too much rosin in his glove. I guess uh, the the glove was more sticky than it normally should be and. <laughs> Uh, the umpires ejected him from the game, and uh, uh, apparently the the umpire that ejected him is the the umpire who's ejected players more than any other umpire for for having sticky substances. So uh, who knows? Uh, it, there there needs to be some sort of consistency with that. There needs to be some consistency with the pitch timer and more consistency with the the sticky substances. I mean, if this was 2018, we wouldn't have any of it. None of this would be going on. Games would be four hours and. Pitchers would be throwing ridiculous breaking stuff with uh, with sticky substances on their fingers. Uh, are, have we missed the golden age, or, or, or is this are these games too fast? An hour and fifty minutes to play a game, uh, uh, the second game of a doubleheader. Now, granted, the the weather was just ridiculously cold, and nobody wanted to be out there in the first place. But you know, if it's July and these games are lasting an hour and fifty minutes, is that too fast? Yeah, you might not. You're not going to be able to sell enough beer, Joe. So the concession guys are going to be they're going to be upset. So, but I, Joe, I mean, they with Scherzer, the umpire gave him like three innings. This went on for three innings. He mm-hmm. told he kept telling Scherzer to wash his hands, and Scherzer, I don't know what the heck was going on, but there was some you know there was some gamesmanship going on there for sure. I, you know, when you're as good of a pitcher as Max Scherzer is, why do you need to resort to all these? All these things, it, it, it doesn't make any sense. Oh, hey, speaking of cheating, uh, I, I saw, uh, was it last night, uh, the Blue Jays were at uh, Houston, and the uh, the Blue Jays batters kept getting called for pitch timer violations because the clock was starting quickly, and, and you're giving, you're, you're giving oh, Houston God. a hometown advantage. Uh, I, I want to see the, the data. I want to see the numbers on how, home ballparks which opposing teams get the most pitch timer violations called against them. And, and, you know, is Houston, because boy, where there's smoke, there's fire. If, 
<laughs> if they're trying to get you know get away with something in Houston, uh, they should be under uh, the highest level of scrutiny from Major League Baseball. Boy, Houston couldn't be that stupid, could they? Uh, <laughs> <come on. laughs> to, <laughs> to invite that again, that whole. And, and you know what? It probably won't become a, a national story until the Yankees go visit there and <laughs> the Yankees get screwed out of something because that's the only time. Uh, the, the league takes a look at anything is when when something goes wrong for the Yankees. So, all right. Uh, but we all know my feelings on that. So, uh, all right. Uh, we've got uh, the Marlins coming into town on Friday. We will preview that series coming up tomorrow morning here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Hoinsey, as always, uh, great to talk to you, and we'll uh, we'll catch up with you tomorrow. All right, Joe.